views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to Lime Talk Radio with Dr. Pat Basili. Epic healing for an epic life. This inspiring show highlights leading-edge solutions, groundbreaking research, headline topics, and tools for holistic healing and wellness. This hit show is dedicated to raising awareness, promoting advocacy and prevention, and supporting initiatives for optimal health. Dr. Pat is passionate and focused on life-saving results reaching far beyond Lyme disease, providing a forum for powerful stories, heart-opening experiences, and hope-activated solutions. Dr. Pat will shine a light on the many shades of Lyme disease fueled by a body-mind-spirit remedy. Now here's your host, Dr. Pat. Hey everyone, I want to welcome you. Uh, Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. We have a fabulous, fabulous show for you today. Um, I want to introduce you to my guest. And uh, before I do, 10 years ago when we started this, Um, Little did I know about my own personal journey and about the importance of a conversation I'm going to have right now. Um, For many of you, uh, you have only now, only now have you heard about in the mainstream about Lyme disease, chronic Lyme disease, and what its effects on uh, people. Are, But many of you, as you've emailed me over time, especially those of you in Washington State, um, where many of us have had to uh, really roll that boulder uphill to even have a conversation, I want to say to you, thank you for your courage. Thank you for shining a light on something that has affected so many people. And I want to thank my guest today, you know, joining me, Dr. Richard Horowitz. I want to thank him because, you know, He has been someone that has taken the charge to help people uh, regain their lives. His book, Why Can't I Get Better? Solving the Mystery of Lyme and Chronic Disease is a mega epic breakthrough in what we know about chronic Lyme disease and about chronic disease, period. Why is it a breakthrough book? Why is there so much courage in this? Because for those of you that know anything at all about Lyme, and if you don't, today's show is for you. And even if you do, today's show is for you. Uh, You know, he has treated over 12,000 chronic Lyme disease patients in the past 20 years. So as he has stepped forth in writing this book, and it is an amazing book, there are so many things in here, everything from nutritional therapies to what to be on the lookout for, diagnostics, what works, what doesn't. Um, he is joining us here today. He's a board-certified internist from uh, a director of Hudson Valley Healing Arts Center, Hyde Park, New York, and a founding member of uh, ILADS, president of International Lyme and Associated De- Disease Education Foundation. But more than that, he has contributed his life uh, to uh, writing about, talking about, sharing information about the role of co-infections in patients and these ongoing symptoms that folks that suffer from Lyme disease and chronic illness go through. But today's show, for all of you out here, is to really not just move beyond the mystery, but let 
the mystery out of the box. Pass this on to the people that you know that have been battling what many people have called the mystery disease. Dr. Horowitz, uh, uh, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, I want to talk about the title of your book, Solving the Mystery uh, of Lyme Disease, Lyme and Chronic Disease, for a minute. Uh, interesting enough, this topic has come up, and, and I don't know if you know this, but there have been more people diagnosed with Lyme disease uh, that where doctors have said, actually said, you know, you have this mystery illness. You have this mystery uh, disease going on. We're not really sure where to put you. Maybe it's MS. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. Uh, and I, I wanted to, to just ask you this question to start this off. In your 20 years, uh, how has this mystery kept calling you back to find out and discover uh, what is underneath it? Well, I mean, in, in my particular case, as a board-certified internist, I moved from Bayside, Queens, um, up to the Hudson Valley, New York, which is about two hours north of New York City. And I didn't realize at the time when I was first moving up here that I was in the middle of one of the largest Lyme endemic areas in the United States. So ah. what happened to me is people would come into my office, and they would have bullseye rashes, one of the classic symptoms of Lyme, although 50% of people don't get the rash, and 50% of them don't even look like bullseyes. They're solid, red, spreading rashes that could be mistaken for an infection in the skin, like a cellulitis or a, a spider bite. And these people, you know, 75% would get better, but 25% would come back to me after they were treated and say, Doc, I'm just not feeling well. I'm tired. I've got aches and pains that are moving around my body. I've got tingling, numbness, and burning sensations that are coming and going and moving around. I've got a headache, a stiff neck. I'm, I'm sensitive to light and to sound. My memory concentration's not working. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I keep waking up in the middle of the night. I can't fall asleep. I don't know what's wrong with me. So, you know, my job as an internist is to act like a medical detective. When I got out of med school, I asked my spiritual teachers the most important thing of how you benefit people, and they said compassion. They just said, put yourself in the shoes of someone else who's suffering and do for them what you would want done. So all I did would say, okay, why are these people sick? If I was sick, I would want someone to work on my behalf. And I searched, and it's actually the last 26 years I've been doing this. And now I have people coming from all over the United States, from Europe. Um, I spoke to the health minister of France about two months ago about the epidemic in France. I've consulted with the Chinese government on this because they were having a problem. It turns out it's a worldwide epidemic, and it has been a mystery. But I haven't solved the entire mystery, but I've certainly figured out many of the pieces of the puzzle of how to get people better. Mm. I want to ask you about, uh, 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 wow, I want to ask you about, you know, one of the challenges that you face as a physician, as a doctor, uh, because many of the things that I hear, and we've been really talking about Lyme disease for about 10 years now, uh, especially when it was not popular to do that. Uh, And I wanted to ask you this. There seems to be mixed ideas from the medical profession. I mean, I, my own personal case of having doctors really battle it out amongst themselves. What is it going to take uh, to, to, to really convince the medical community that, geez, there may be something really going on here? But it's a great question. And I mean, part of the reason I wrote this book <laughs> was to actually 
um, of course, help patients with it and help them to know, in fact, if they do have Lyme or associated tick-borne co-infections, because the ticks are now containing multiple uh, bacteria, viruses, parasites that a lot of the doctors don't look for. But one of my goals was politically, this is a political disease as much as a medical disease, and my book has hundreds and hundreds of scientific references in the back. It's all highly referenced from a scientific basis. I give case histories explaining how I've gotten people better. So I was hoping that, you know, that there would be some people in the CDC and NIH that would read it, people in the other camp who maybe don't believe in Lyme, that they would read the case histories, see the science that I'm quoting, which is all in peer-reviewed medical journals, and say, you know something? Um, yeah, he's got something here. In fact, I see his patients are getting better. And I understand that the blood tests are unreliable. I've known that, but I just didn't know how to proceed. So I, I really was hoping that this book will solve some of the political dilemma that we found ourselves in. And, you know, as a compliment to the book, to the book it's you. Uh, and I want to I thank you and stop for a moment in deep gratitude for you uh, literally coming out and bringing a powerful, powerful voice to this. There have been many people that have come out, but you have done this in a way that will allow people like me and others to take this book and go to a, go to a, a rheumatologist or somebody and say, hey, dude, can you please just read this book for a minute? How is this being received for you? Give um, us an it, idea of where you are. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been great so far. The uh uh, the reviews have been great. I mean, people have been very, very happy, obviously, that I've written it. They are taking it to their doctors because th- this book is meant in part as a self-help book. I mean, even if you're not sick, when I, when I wrote the title, um, Why Can't They Get Better? Solving the Mystery of Lyme and Chronic Disease, the whole point of the chronic disease is that this book explains a 16-point model, um, which would really apply to most chronic diseases. So, for example, maybe you don't have Lyme, but it's possible you've got other infections in your body, which is causing your immune system not to work correctly. And then you have inflammation from this. And we know that inflammation is the number one cause of all chronic disease, whether it's rheumatoid arthritis or strokes or heart attacks or Alzheimer's. It's always inflammation. And what this book does is give you a 16-point model so that you can look at it and say, okay, well, do I have several of these different factors, these overlapping factors that could be keeping me ill, So let's say I don't have Lyme, but I'm tired and I have headaches and my memory's off. Well, you could have food allergies. You could have blood sugar swings. You could have mercury or lead from the environment that's gotten into your body. You could have other infections apart from Lyme that are making you sick. The whole point is what's happened in medicine is that we've realized that, you know, 75% of our healthcare costs and 70% of all the deaths in the United States are due to chronic disease. And the elephant in the room is we don't even have a chronic disease model. And just by accident, I've kind of discovered a model for chronic disease that I'm hoping uh, they're going to take and do double-blind studies on so that we can do a Framingham-type study, which is they did years ago with doctors and nurses, where they took them and followed them for 30, 40 years. And this is really something we need to do. You know, get these people eating a great diet. Have them eating lots of fruits and vegetables um, and broccoli compounds. Detox them using saunas to get the chemicals out of their body. Treat the infections and then follow them. How do they do? Do they maybe not get cancer the same way? Do they not get Alzheimer's? This is an important question we need to be asking because chronic disease, not just Lyme, is basically ravaging the world at this point. Uh, And, you know, one of the things that I've shared on the show, and this is something you just talked to, is unprecedented, and someone used the term accelerated rates 
uh, of diseases, chronic, chronic diseases based on inflammation. Uh, and, you know, part of this is a conversation with you when we come back from break about the great imitator, it's been called. And, you know, the, the sort of dilemma that, that folks are faced, doctors are faced, patients are faced with trying to get some A, relief, B, a cure, and C, bring their lives back to wholeness. And you cover this all so well. Uh, joining me here today, Dr. Richard Horowitz, why can't I get better? Solving the Mystery of Lyme and Chronic Disease. And this is, for me, this is one of the best books out there for anybody that has been in any of the conversation we're having, whether it's Lyme, whether it's chronic disease, whether it's what your doctor has called a mystery disease. Please make sure you go to Amazon and get a copy of this book. When we come back, we're going to talk about those 300,000 cases a year. Uh, you know, is it real or is it Memorex? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. To, with the doc, it's right back to the Dr. Pat Show and my very special guest, Dr. Richard Horowitz. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Tim Darter. And I'm Steve Kramer. Join us on Spirit Fire Radio. Discover how to add the mechanics of meditation to your day. And watch yourself connect in a whole new way. Find the amazing moments in life's routines that often pass us by. Add to your awareness with Spirit Fire Radio. Tune in each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for your weekly guide to practical mindfulness. And to learn more, visit www.spiritfireradio.com. Introducing the Lucid Planet, a digital gathering place featuring cutting-edge, high-vibrational content that will empower and inspire you to become the greatest version of yourself. Visit the Lucid Planet today to stimulate your mind, body, and soul as you connect with a global community of like-minded people. The Lucid Planet is edited by renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly Neff, who is here to help you cope with anxiety, connect to your higher purpose, uncover your true passions, and live your dreams. Dr. Kelly's fresh, compassionate perspective emphasizes growth, transformation, healing, and thriving. Even in the face of adversity, say goodbye to bad news and low vibrational media for good and become part of the larger collective of people working together to navigate the global shift of consciousness and transform the world from within. Join the planet, the Lucid Planet. Visit thelucidplanet.com. Welcome home. There are so many resources out there for meditation. But did you know that Atana's Heart Earth Healing Meditation is available for you for free? Yes, that's right. You can receive this free healing meditation today from Atana Vadili. All you need to do is visit his website, atanamethod.com. That's A-T-A-A-N-A method.com and sign up. You will receive your free meditation instantly. That's atanamethod.com. Do you want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones? Travel the world? Live spontaneously? Get ready, because the Chip Justice Show is here. Hosts Dr. Pat Vasily and Chip Justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life. Living a life you love is the end game in this new, inspirational, and empowering show. Positive changes for a life you'll love. Tune in every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit PositiveChangeInstitute.co for more information. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Pat. The ancient Inca root vegetable maca is world-renowned for its wide array of health benefits. 
As a family-run company of true market specialists, the Maca team's mission is to provide you with fresh, organic, premium-quality maca powders at a fair price. Amazing. All of the products are always organically grown, fair-traded, GMO-free, fresh, and potent. So don't take my word for it. Experience the life-changing benefits of maca today. Visit themacateam.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you, welcome you back. As I said before, for more information about us, and if you've missed any part of this interview, uh, it will be being replayed later on today, and then it will be replayed later on, actually, all week long. Uh, Why can't I get better? Fabulous question. That is the title of the book of my very special guest today, Dr. Richard uh, Horowitz, Solving the Mystery of Lyme and Chronic Disease. Um, Dr. Horowitz, thank you uh, for joining me here today. Um, I want to just chat for a minute about some of the information that's out there. Uh, First of all, a lot of hoopla now about the CDC numbers coming out, you know, saying that, you know what, we may have been off by about 10. It, It may be 10 times higher than we thought before. Some people in the community, especially uh, doctors like yourself and others, think, wow, that doesn't even scratch the surface. Can you give us an idea about what, uh, what I like to call the numbers game around this? Right, right. I mean, the thing about it is that with the CDC numbers, you have to realize the way they came up with these numbers is they said that we went from 30,000 cases a year to 300,000 cases. Um, but really, if you look at the numbers, There's an investigative journalist in my area, Mary Beth Pfeiffer from the Poughkeepsie Journal. She got the CDC numbers and found out that in 2012, 0.3% of the American population was exposed to Lyme, which is actually over 900,000. But then when you really do the numbers even more closely, what you find out is that they didn't include any of these people, of course, that were misdiagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, Um, autoimmune disorders like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis, because Lyme can imitate all of these. And 60% of their numbers came from laboratory testing. And the problem with the lab tests is they're unreliable. So, for example, doctors are taught to do a two-tiered test where you first do a test called an ELISA. It's an antibody test. But the problem with it is it only picks up the cases in about half the cases. So if you think about the numbers um, and you figure out that 60% of those CDC numbers we're not including the misdiagnoses. We're not including uh, other people where the labs just didn't pick it up. You're probably looking at at least two to three million people a year. And if you figure out that this disease has been kind of going on in more epidemic proportion the last few years, but it's been around since uh, the late 70s, early 80s, even if you figure it out, um, you know, a million people a year for the last 30, 35 years, you're probably talking almost 10% of the American population. Now, when I was in China and the Chinese government invited me to come lecture. Uh, they called me up. They had an emergency situation with another tick-borne co-infection called Babesia. They told me privately that 6% of the Chinese population had been exposed to Lyme. Now, that's 6% of 1.3 billion people. Right. So there you might have another 300 million people. That's, again, using unreliable tests. And whenever I lecture in Europe, it's the same thing. So I would not at all be surprised if, if possibly 10% of the, the world's population has already been exposed to this, 
And it's only going to get worse because every tick lays about two to 3,000 eggs every you know, two years in a cycle. And so it's very, very problematic with the number of ticks coming out, people moving into rural areas. We're, we're really, really talking about a worldwide epidemic mimicking every disease known to mankind. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to ask you that question because you know, for for many people, I I just got back uh, this summer from a, a fundraiser for John Donnelly, who's biking across uh, the country on his bike uh, bike back campaign. You know, a young young man, Lyme disease, he's taking it to the streets. Uh, got back from you know Martha's Vineyard, where you know many people talk about you know that area as being just completely overrun. Here's the question that I want to ask you, uh, and you have pretty much seen it all from what I've read in your book. What is it that everyone should know or what questions should people ask that they're just not asking their doctors? And I think this is really, you know, one of the things that I want to talk to you about as we move into the, the symptoms a little bit more. What can people say to their doctors given A, we don't have a good test, B, it's, a, it's, again, a mystery disease. What should people be asking their doctors or actually asking for? Well, the, the thing is, is it, because Lyme disease is a, what's called a multisystemic illness, that mm-hmm. means that you don't usually just get joint pain or just get a headache. It means that people come in with multiple symptoms at the same time, and there are some clusters of symptoms that are very classic. So if people say, I have good and bad days where the symptoms are coming and going, And for example, I'm tired, I have aches and pains, muscle aches, joint pains that migrate around my body. They move around where one day it's in your shoulder, three days later it's in your knees, four days later it's in your ankles. And I've got this tingling, numbness, burning sensation that's coming and going and moving around. And my memory concentration is not so great and I can't fall asleep, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, I have mood swings. That cluster of symptoms is very classic for Lyme. So in my book, I have a questionnaire Um, on page 34, which people can fill out, and it's scored. And based on the people who came to my medical practice, if you scored 46 or higher on this questionnaire, you had a very high likelihood of having Lyme and other tick-borne diseases. And then if you're someone who says, well, I also have day sweats, night sweats, chills, Um, I can't seem to get enough air, I have air hunger, I have shortness of breath or a cough I can't explain, those are symptoms of Babesia, which is another tick-borne illness. It's a malaria-type illness. And over half of the people who come to me have this parasite, which also keeps them very ill. So if a doctor was just give out the screening questionnaire, this multi-systemic questionnaire, because they only have 15 minutes to spend with patients, they would see if people circled a lot of the symptoms on this list that there's a high likelihood of having Lyme. And then what they would do is send out the test. But the most important thing with the test is to realize you've got to get it to a Lyme literate laboratory. So, for example, I use Igenex Labs in California because there are 100 strains of Lyme disease in the United States, 300 strains in the world, and the local labs only use one strain. But Igenex in California uses two, and although this may not sound like a lot, their Western blots, the second test, will usually have better banding on the Western blots. So I, I call this game with my patients Lyme Bingo. If you have a multisystemic illness and you send out a Western blot to a good, reliable lab and it comes back with the following five numbers, any one of these numbers, this is how you play Lyme Bingo, mm-hmm. 23, 31, 34, 39, 
or the 8393, these are very specific bands or proteins of Lyme disease that show up on a Western blot. So if your doctors ruled you out for other diseases and you say, look, I think you have chronic fatigue, you have fibromyalgia, you've got lupus, MS, if you've got a multisystemic illness where it's coming and going, and let's say you took an antibiotic for an upper respiratory infection and you felt better or worse, which is a Herxheimer, or women will say right before, during, or after my menstrual cycle, I feel worse, you know, that's classic for Lyme, especially if you've got these very specific bands on a Western blot. So that's really what patients should be doing. That's the discussion that needs to happen with their doctors. You know, one of the things you talk about in the book, and I want to tell everybody that's out there, the book is Why Can't I Get Better? Solving the Mystery of Lyme and Chronic Disease, Dr. Richard Horowitz. It's on Amazon. Uh, pretty much just uh, go on Amazon and type in, uh, you know, the title, Why Can't I Get Better? And there it will be. Or you can go on Google and you can find out lots about it, other inter- interviews that uh, Dr. Horowitz has done. Um, you know, let's talk for a minute because uh, one of the things you do mention in your book is exactly this. I think you... You talk about uh, uh, one of the top mistaken illnesses is rheumatoid arthritis. And then, you know, then you go on to talk about MS. Uh, and I think you call it, is it MS or Lyme in the book? And you say after rheumatoid arthritis, most frequent autoimmune disease, uh, it, it be confused, is, is, is MS. I wanted to ask you, um, the conversation that happens between a doctor and a patient, especially if you hear the words MS, it's frightening. Um, a, a more frightening conversation is, well, it may not be MS, it may be Lyme disease. I wanted to ask you the many conversations and the people that you talk about in the book, what has their journeys been like? If you can give us a couple of examples, what has this been like for people that have finally said or have gotten in front of a doctor that says, oh, this may be Lyme. What kind of support? What are their hopes? And what have you discovered about these folks that are in your book? Right. Well, I mean, MS is a perfect example. And there's a, yeah. I have patient stories in my book. I think there's maybe 25, 30 of them. And for example, with MS, what will happen is you'll go to a doctor and you'll say, my vision's not working. And um, I have tingling or numbness on, on half of my body. And my bladder may not be working correctly. And they'll do some tests, and they'll do an MRI of your head. And they'll see these white spots show up on your MRI uh, that look like little demyelinating lesions. They call them unidentified bright objects. And they'll see these in the brain. And then if the neurologist or doctor was smart enough to think, okay, this could be Lyme, and they did an ELISA, that first test that doctors are taught to do, and it's negative, They'll say generally, look, you, you've got this visual problem. It's called optic neuritis, inflammation of your optic nerve of your eye. Um, you've got the white spots. We think you have MS. But the problem is, is that Lyme can cause these type of white spots in the brain. Lyme can cause these type of eye problems with optic neuritis. Lyme can cause bladder problems. It causes tingling numbness. So in other words, it imitates all the symptoms of MS. But, you know, part of the point I'm making in the book is in medical school, we were taught Pastor's postulate, which is there's one cause for one disease. But in reality, what I'm finding with medicine in the 21st century, where we need to shift the paradigm for chronic disease, is that it's multifactorial. So if you look at the scientific literature on MS, um, clearly there are other things associated with MS, like there's an infection called chlamydia pneumonia. It's been published to cause, to cause MS. Vitamin D deficiency. Um, in Washington, you may not get as much sun sometimes. It's been associated with MS. Mercury toxicity. When you get mercury into your body, 
it causes demyelination, where the nerves kind of unravel the myelin sheath that surrounds it. It's kind of how you get the electrical impulses, and you may get an MS-type picture, and Lyme causes it. So, you know, the question with MS, well, is MS just a simple autoimmune disease, or is it a multifactorial illness like chlamydia with vitamin D deficiency, with Lyme disease, with mercury? Probably with most chronic diseases, it's going to be that there are uh, several factors causing the exact same symptoms. And, and most of the MS patients that have come to see me, they, in fact, did not have true MS. They had Lyme. They had associated co-infections. They had mercury. They had chlamydia pneumonia. They had vitamin D deficiency. And when I treated all these factors, their MS symptoms got better. And I was able to get them off their MS drugs that they call the ABC drugs, Avonex, Betaseron, Copaxone. I was able to get them off um, and, and see that, in fact, they really didn't have MS. And some of the docs don't even do spinal taps where you're looking for markers for MS called myelin basic proteins and oligoclonal bands. They don't even look for it. So the point is, is that you're really looking at these overlap diseases um, where Lyme is imitating it. And, and I think doctors need to have a high clinical suspicion that, in fact, Lyme imitates rheumatoid arthritis. Um, there is a specific marker, though, for rheumatoid called CCP. Right. The problem with rheumatoid is Lyme patients get an overstimulated immune system, and then you can get a false positive rheumatoid factor, or you get a false positive anti-nuclear antibody, ANA. But the CCP test is specific for rheumatoid. The double-stranded DNA test is specific for lupus. So if your doctor reads the book and understands this, they can kind of get through the maze of symptoms with the lab test to really rule out, is it a true case of MS or rheumatoid or lupus? That's really the way one should be approaching this. I love this. Dr. Richard Horowitz joining us here today. When we come back, we're going to talk about Lyme disease. Does it really exist? Is it really Lyme disease? What is it? What has Dr. Horowitz found out? And why do we need to look at this in a completely different paradigm? How are folks like Dr. Horowitz and others shining a brand new light in a very dark place? Stay tuned. We're going to take a short break here on the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, When we come back, we'll talk about this, and we'll talk about what he has discovered in terms of treatment as well. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie DeLuce at info at ronniedeleuceonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, your partner in wellness. What is a master soul gardener? With Nomi Bahar, you can be one too. Her revolutionary Gates of Power method is a comprehensive program that addresses every aspect of yourself and gives you the tools to tend to the seeds of your soul's garden. Let Nomi guide you through and beyond what's holding you back and help you embrace the life you've always dreamed of. To learn more about upcoming classes and workshops, visit gatesofpower.com today. 
ready to experience Truth Talk Radio with host Deb Acker. Tune in to Truth Talk Radio each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com to illuminate the truth in your daily life as you experience life, love, and abundance from a whole new perspective. This hit show will leave you feeling lighter and bring you into a place of infinite possibilities every day in every way. Visit TruthTalkRadioShow.com for upcoming transformative topics and guests. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you back. Welcome back to the show. If you haven't gotten your copy of this book, Why Can't I Get Better? Please go ahead and do it. Amazon has it. Pretty much can get it just about anywhere. Dr. Richard Horowitz joining me here today. Uh, Dr. Horowitz, thanks again for uh, joining us. I think there are a number of things you and I talked about during the break that are really important to really present and talk about uh, to folks. Um, one of them, you know, has to do with the way you lay out, you know, this 16 point uh, differential diagnostic map, you know, and how important that is. So let's have a conversation about that, because, you know, when one starts to think about and I read the book, you, you know, it's kind of like, how did you put this together? And I think how you put it together is one question. But the next question is. You know, what was this like in discovering that this diagnostic or this approach would actually heal people? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great question. I mean, the, the thing with this is, is that the reason I put it together is because mm-hmm. these patients were coming in to see me who were chronically ill, and it, it wasn't clear. My job as a doctor is to get people better. So um, these people who would come in with these chronic symptoms for Lyme disease, after they were treated classically, what I found is, is that there was the multifactorial causes for their illness. So the 16-point model, I really call the syndrome Lyme MSIDS, and MSIDS stands for Multiple Systemic Infectious Disease Syndrome, and it represents 16 potential overlapping medical problems which could contribute 
to persistent symptoms in a specific patient. So, for example, the first point on the MSIDS map is infections. And a lot of the patients, the reason they haven't gotten better is that the ticks are now containing not just Lyme disease, but multiple bacterial, viral, parasitic infections. And these can all be transmitted at the same time with Lyme disease, Borrelia burgdorferi, with one tick bite. So these people who are infected with Lyme and who get these associated tick-borne co-infections, these other bacteria, viruses, parasites, they're much sicker. They're much more resistant to standard therapy. But what I found is, as I kept looking for answers, it wasn't just the infections. These people also, their immune system didn't work correctly. They had inflammation. They ha- I found out that they had environmental toxins and heavy metals like mercury and lead and arsenic getting into their body. They couldn't detoxify these chemicals from the environment. They had nutritional deficiencies. Their hormones were thrown off, like their adrenal glands. If your adrenals are low, you just can't fight infections correctly. Um, or men would come in saying their libido was low and they had no testosterone. The line was affecting their pituitary, the master hormone of the body. And then they couldn't fall asleep, which would cause inflammation. Uh, the part of their body that makes energy, the mitochondria in the cells, wasn't working correctly. They had food allergies, sensitivities. They were deconditioned. Uh, the part of their body that controls the blood pressure and heart rate called the autonomic nervous system was thrown off. So it's literally like going into a doctor with 16 nails in your foot and telling the doctor that you've got foot pain, and the doctor finds one or two nails, pulls them out, and then says, how are you doing? And you still obviously have foot pain because you haven't found all the nails. So I put this together just looking for answers. And it's very exciting because at this point, 90 to 95% of the people that I treat with this model do get better. So it's very exciting to have put together a model that will help not just people with Lyme, but really a lot of these mystery diseases that we're facing in the 21st century, like Alzheimer's like autism. Um, One in 88 kids is getting autism. Uh, Alzheimer's is the next big epidemic that's going to break the healthcare system by 2030. We've got a cancer epidemic and the medical system just doesn't have answers. They're giving them chemotherapeutic drugs. They're saying we don't know what to do. They're giving them drugs for the memory, but no one is getting to the source of the problem. And if we were to just apply this model that I've discovered in the book, I think we probably might be able to discover some of the reasons why so many people are not getting better and, in fact, are staying ill. Well, I love what you're talking about for a lot of reasons. And, boy, I'll tell you, there was a purpose you were put on this earth, and I I think we're hearing it right now. Uh, I also am one of these people that don't believe there are any mistakes. You know, you moving to the area that you moved to, to be able to discover this and, 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 and not just discover it, but save lives. You know, one of the things that I want to talk about is, uh, you, you know, just bring some things to the forefront. People are getting better. There is a way for this to happen. Your book talks about it. Your practice talks about it. You know, folks are getting better. There also is another side to this that I think it's really important for people to know. I made a statement on air the other day and the phones were off the hook. When I said something like Lyme disease is a killer, and most people look at it and say it's not a killer. And so this is really even a confusing point. And I bring that up only to say that unless we can talk about what happens to people, we need to have a sense of urgency to bring the medical community up to speed so that they can hear what you have to say. I wanted to ask you this question. Although people are suffering and it is a killer, 
what do we need to look at to get people well? See, because I'm all about getting people well. Right. Well, well, in fact, you're absolutely correct. I mean, Lyme is a killer. Unfortunately, we don't see that many deaths. But in Poughkeepsie, New York, just about a month and a half, two months ago, they discovered that a young, uh, I believe he was 18 years old uh, male, he died from systemic Lyme disease. And the ticks are also containing other strains of Borrelia. Lyme is Borrelia burgdorferi, but there's another tick-borne infection, Borrelia miyamotoi. It's related to relapsing fever, Borrelia in Japan. Um, this can cause an EM rash, a bullseye rash, can cause a meningitis, and it also causes fetal death. Um, women can get it, and they could lose their baby. Um, they could get a hemorrhage or a stroke from this particular Borrelia organism. And Babesia can kill people, this parasitic infection like malaria, and it's even in the blood supply now. Um, anaplasma, another tick-borne, if you're very young or elderly, could kill you. Viruses in the ticks like Powassan virus, which causes brain swelling and encephalitis, can kill you. They're now discovering this in up to 5 to 6% of the ticks in New York State where I live. So, so it is a killer, but the answer is, you know, what do you do? Well, yeah. the strategy of what I've done to get these people better is first give them this Lyme questionnaire in my book, and every month they come in, track their symptoms and progress. So, for example, if they have day sweats, night sweats, and chills, and you've ruled them out for other causes of why they have these sweats, for example, they're not hyperthyroid, the thyroid's not overactive, uh, they're not in menopause, they don't have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, tuberculosis, you rule out all the other causes of sweats, if you find they have Babesia and you don't, you don't treat it properly, they're just not going to get better. So you've got to treat all these different co-infections, like cat scratch fever, Bartonella, mycoplasma, these all cause resistant symptoms, and you keep going back to this Lyme MSIDS map, this 16-point map, to find out in each individual patient how many of these people have four nails in their foot, how many have nine nails. You've just got to go in there and find the associated medical conditions that are interfering with their clinical progress. And it does work. This model works um, in 90 to 95% of my people that I, that I see in my office. Well, and I want to just tell everyone, if you if you get the book, Why Can't I Get Better? You're going to be able to read all about this. You know, there are uh, there's a questionnaire in the book as well as a lot of information. I wanted to, to ask you, why is it in, in what you've discovered? Why are some people getting better and some people not? Well, I mean, the people are getting better. Here's the thing. The doctors, yeah. um, when they look at the medical literature, there's a Lyme really is a political debate right now in a medical debate where some doctors feel the blood tests are reliable um, and that you cure it with 30 days of antibiotics. But the problem that I find is you can cure this disease if you get it early. You can cure it 75% of the time. But the 25% of people that don't get it early, they go on to chronic persistent illness. And I do find that these bugs do persist. Lyme can persist. Babesia can persist after treatment. Bartonella, mycoplasma. So a lot of these people, if you don't treat all these different co-infections, and if you don't use antibiotics and even natural therapies, if you don't hit the cell wall forms, the cystic, intracellular, these bugs persist in different forms in the body. And some antibiotics only hit one form of the bugs. So you have to understand the biology of the organism, how to rotate it. And my book describes in detail these natural therapies that you can use with herbs, um, how I get people off antibiotics, how I keep them well, um, how I open up the detoxification pathways to get rid of chemicals in the body and make their memory better, their joint pain better. The key is the inflammatory response. If you can lower down the inflammation 
and you can open up the detoxification pathways to get rid of these inflammatory molecules, these people will feel better even if you don't get rid of every last infection in the body. And that's really the key to getting them better is you've got to lower inflammation. And I have many, many ways in the book that I describe how to do it. We're getting a couple questions coming in here from our listeners. One of the questions that comes in is, uh, this is from uh, Jody in uh, Jody in Minnesota. Uh, Jody, thank you for your question. Let me just tell you uh, right out of the gate. Uh, Dr. Pat, uh, Dr. Horowitz, what a fabulous, fabulous show. I have a question for Dr. Horowitz. Um, I, was di- I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. Uh, however... Uh, it seems that I may have gotten I may have gotten the tick bite uh, 20 years earlier, uh, but now it, the symptoms are showing up. Have you heard of cases like that? Is that possible? It, it's theoretically possible, but it would be unusual uh, that you would go for 20 years without any symptoms at all. I think what, mm-hmm. what happens to most people as they start getting older is they mm-hmm. say, well, you know, I'm a little tired, I'm a little achy, ah. my memory's not working so well, but what do you want? expect? I'm getting old. Um, so they kind of put it off to like the aches and pains of daily living and getting old, and they don't, they're not really that sick. You can have very mild cases of this disease where your immune system is functioning well, and you can go through your day-to-day activities and feel okay. It's possible it could relapse 20 years later, but the odds are, because these ticks are so small, if you're living in a Lyme endemic area, and Minnesota is, uh, odds are is you may have gotten another bite. Um, you know, the nymphal ticks, which come out in the spring, they're very small. They're very difficult to see. And they're now even talking about the larvae, which is even smaller than the nymphs, uh, that may be containing some of these Borrelia organisms. So it's probably still more likely that there was a, another bite that you may not have seen. Oh, great question. Another question coming in. Uh, hi, Dr. Pat. Hi, Dr. Horowitz. This is an amazing show. I can't believe, I, I can't believe you too. Well, thank you for that comment. I think that's a good comment, Dr. Horowitz. A uh, question for this show is, uh, my doctor has said that uh, I should go see, my doctor said I should go see a psychologist because uh, he thinks I am a, uh, a hypochondriac. Oh, okay, there we go. Um, how many people, Dr. Horowitz, have had the same issue where their doctors don't believe them and they feel like they're losing their minds? Wow, this is a great question. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear this all the time from people. The average person who comes to me has seen between 10 to 20 doctors before getting to my practice. And by the time they come to see me, they basically say, I've been told it's all in my head. Um, they can't find what's wrong with me, and therefore it must be in my head. And what I find interesting about it is, the doctors are assuming that the diagnostic tests that they're doing are reliable. And we know when you study the medical literature and all the scientific references for your doctor are in the back of the book so you can convince them of this, it shows how unreliable the tests are. When people say it's all in my head, what I say to them is the only thing that's in your head are probably bacteria like Lyme, which are causing your symptoms, because you can get a whole host of psychological symptoms, anxiety, depression, Um, obsessive-compulsive disorder, even schizophrenia, psychotic reactions, OCD. All of these things can be caused by Lyme. Um, If you look at the medical literature by Dr. Fallon, it's been extensively published that Lyme causes every psychiatric symptom in the ICD-9 manual that doctors look for for, like, psychiatric conditions. So if you have psychological symptoms and you have a multisystemic illness where not only are you depressed or anxious, but you've got these symptoms that are coming and going, 
the migratory joint and muscle pain, the tingling, numbness, burning that's coming and going, memory concentration problems, headaches, stiff neck, everything I discussed, well, then you might say if I'm depressed or anxious, I have psych symptoms, but with a multisystemic illness, Lyme becomes much more likely. And again, like I said earlier, you've got to do the test through a reliable lab looking at these Lyme-specific bands. That's really how you can make the diagnosis while looking for other tick-borne infections because Babesia, Bartonella, these other tick-borne infections will also make your psychological symptoms much worse. Great. Uh, One last question. I think we'll be able to get in here. Thank you both for a fabulous, fabulous show. Uh, Question. Uh, Dr. Pat, I've heard you talk about how this how this has been as much of a spiritual journey as it has been a medical one. I want to ask Dr. Horowitz, you know, what have you found, if, if anything, that spirituality plays in this journey? Oh, great question. Great question. Wow. There, there's, yeah, there's absolutely no doubt that having a strong spiritual background and strong faith is very, very important here because what I've seen with patients is if you have faith in a higher power and however you believe that, Um, It will support you through a very, very difficult illness. And you need to know that you're connected, in fact, to a higher power, to something that you can open up to and get help with. And I do teach my, my patients to meditate, to relax their minds, to connect spiritually with whatever their lineage is that they believe in. Because when you go through this journey, it's different. There's a difference between being cured and being healed. Being healed is being on the spiritual path and learning whatever you need to learn along the way, whether it's compassion for yourself because you've suffered so much or compassion for other people. There are always lessons that we learn along the way on our spiritual journey which help us to become better people and more spiritual people. So, so I do think the spiritual journey is very, very important um, because there are lessons for us to learn in every illness where even if it's not always possible to completely get rid of every symptom, you can heal yourself. And I've definitely seen people who've come to me because of their strong faith, um, who have told me that it has definitely helped them uh, in dealing with this very, very difficult illness. One of the questions that I that came up before as well is this question of, okay, you know, first of all, um, they're asking, are you taking any more patients? And then the next question is, what can we expect? I think this is a great question. You know, what can we expect? And, uh, you know, there are about two or three questions that are around this, Dr. Horowitz, where people are saying, I have been at this for 10 years. Uh, what kind of results have you been able to show with the people that you've you that have worked with you, Dr. Horowitz? And I think the question is two prong: How soon before people see some relief, and how long does it take? Those are the aren't those the two questions we always ask our doctors? Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, is I am taking new patients, but the problem is, is uh, ever, ever since I was on the Katie Keurig show six or eight weeks yeah. ago, the phones have been ringing off the hook. So there's a waiting list to get in, but I'm. I'm looking for a new doctor. If there's any doctors out there that do integrative medicine, are compassionate, good sense of humor, uh, and want to save the world, please come give me a call. Um, so we are taking patients, but I do definitely need help in my office. But, you know, as far as when will you see results, you've got to go back in this book to the 16-point model because Lyme patients are very complex. You've got to make sure that all 16 points on the model all the infections are being treated, especially the parasites like Babesia, that you've treated the Lyme with all the different antibiotics and even herbal protocols that will treat it, that you're dealing with inflammation and the immune dysfunction, that you're getting to sleep, 
that you've corrected nutritional deficiencies, that you're avoiding your food allergens. And so a lot of people are gluten sensitive um, and they feel much better getting off gluten and sugar in their diet. Um, your hormones need to be balanced. So as I said before, each person is very different. That's why it's difficult to just give guidelines to doctors in a cookie cutter way and say, you know, this is how you do it. Every patient is different and individualized. But if you apply the model of the map that's in the book and you pull out all the nails, you will feel better eventually if you can get all these nails pulled. The, the question is, you've just got to work with a doctor um, who's skilled, who knows integrative medicine and understands it, who can help you to pull out all these nails so you no longer have pain. But, but it's effective in 90 to 95% of the cases. The patients, I don't get better, the 5 or 7% are usually the ones who've been sick for a long time. I can't shut off their overstimulated immune system. They get these Herxheimer reactions where they flare, they feel much worse, um, and they have these chronic infections because they've been sick for so long. So there are things in the integrative field, I think, that may help them, and my next stage is to really get funding to open up chronic disease centers of excellence across the United States and across the world so people don't have to travel to my clinic. You can stay in Washington. You can stay in your home state and get help. That's really my future goal is to open up these centers using this model and finding an answer for not just Lyme but for all chronic diseases. I am so thrilled to hear you say that. That was actually going to be my next question because, you know, first of all, thank you for coming out and being so vocal about this. I think that, uh, you know, that for me is is just a great, uh, really does talk to how passionate you are. But also, you know, the fact that you have something that is working. And I love the fact that, you know, people can work with you to learn so uh, and 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 setting up these centers is going to help so many people. Thank you for joining me today. I have one last question. What's your personal message, Dr. Horowitz? What would you like to leave us with today? My, my personal message is, is that there is hope for anyone out there who has suffered with a chronic disease and has not gotten better, whether it's Lyme disease or any of these other overlap diseases, these great imitators like chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, autoimmune MS, even what you might call early Alzheimer's, early uh, Alzheimer's where you, your memory's not working. You need to know that there is hope. You need to take this book, have your doctor read it, work with a skilled healthcare practitioner so you can apply this model that's in the book because it's very possible that there are some of these overlapping medical problems that you are not aware of that's keeping you sick. So there's hope. I've seen it myself. I know these people can get better. Uh, and I would say that's probably the most important message in my book is to please get this into the hands of your healthcare practitioners, um, to your politicians at the local, state, federal level, to people who haven't gotten better. This is a grassroots movement, just like HIV. They denied yep. it years ago. Lyme is a spreading. It's the number one worldwide spreading epidemic, and people need to be educated about this. So it's up to everyone to educate uh, people about it, their doctors, their politicians, because we've got to do something to save our country and the world. This is really a horrible problem, and you know, I'm doing my part, and, and people can do their part by spreading the word. Absolutely. And that's what we've done on the Dr. Pacho as well. Uh, also, stay tuned for uh, the website that we're going to be putting up, uh, very simply called iCheckForTicks.com. Dr. Horowitz, thank you so much for joining me here today. It's been a pleasure and an honor. And uh, boy, you're an open door. Welcome back anytime. Oh, thank you so much. It was really my pleasure. I, I hope your uh, listeners got help. Oh, my gosh, they did. I want to thank all of you for tuning us in, turning us on. Uh, for more information, if you've missed any part of this, go to the thedrpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. We'll see you next time. 
Thanks for listening to Lime Talk Radio with Dr. Pat Basili. Epic healing for an epic life. This inspiring show highlights leading-edge solutions, groundbreaking research, headline topics, and tools for holistic healing and wellness. This hit show is dedicated to raising awareness, promoting advocacy and prevention, and supporting initiatives for optimal health. Dr. Pat is passionate and focused on life-saving results reaching far beyond Lyme disease, providing a forum for powerful stories, heart-opening experiences, and hope-activated solutions. Dr. Pat will shine a light on the many shades of Lyme disease fueled by a body-mind-spirit remedy. For more information, visit LimeTalkRadio.com and tune in next time.